way that uh, we had seen him pitch the couple times that we've seen him. Uh, you know, Michigan, and I don't know you brought this up last week, and has uh, three guys that are in their first year uh, of eligibility, two uh, true freshmen in Abraham and Putnam and a redshirt freshman in Chris Fetter, uh, right-handed pitchers who just have, you know, great stuff, a hard fastball uh, and just a great off-speed pitch. Abraham's got a great curve and slider, and uh, Putnam and Fetter both have a slider and a changeup. And, uh, you know, if those guys can start pitching well on a consistent basis, then uh, this is going to be a rotation to be reckoned with in years to come. And softball kicked butt in the uh, last couple seconds. We have a uh, couple run rule games, and then we're going to get them four games this weekend, right? Yeah, and uh, one of the um, I believe the first game with uh, Becky Marks had a uh, I guess you could call it a walk off home run. The uh, the rule in softball is that it, you're, you're run ruled if you lead by eight innings, eight runs, excuse me, after five innings. And uh, Michigan in the bottom of the fifth is up six to nothing, and Becky Marks had a two run homer. So that end of the game is kind of a, a cheap way to get a walk off home run. But nonetheless, Michigan had a good weekend. And that'll about do it for extra points today. So for everybody. In the studio, I'm Steve Lake saying good night, Michigan. This has been a production of WCBN Sports, 88.3 FM, Ann Arbor. And then right back to Makira. He will beat it to Cogliano. Cogliano, but the shot on, he scores! Andrew Cogliano at the top of the far faceoff circle risks the shot that I don't think Dominic McCary saw and beats them over the left shoulder. Wolverines with another power play goal. They are back in front, 3-2. to two. This has been a production of WCBN Sports, 88.3 FM, Ann Arbor. And then right back to Matera. He will feed it to Cogliano. Cogliano, but the shot on, he scores! Andrew Cogliano, at the top of the far faceoff circle, risks a shot that I don't think Dominic McCary saw, and beats him over the left shoulder. Wolverines with another power play goal. They are back in front, 3-2. to two. Well, uh, good evening, and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley, and uh, a little dose of of winter weather out there, kind of windy. I guess it's uh, actually uh, March weather, but March is always unpredictable, and March Madness, of course, was probably just discussed by the uh, folks on Extra Point. I didn't hear really the, their comments because I was on my way to the studio, but uh, I actually think that uh, the game tonight's going to be uh, very entertaining. I don't know what the statistics are on this, but uh, most of the uh, national champions have come from the Big East, the Big Ten Burrito Conference, <laughs> um, the Big 12, the Pac-10, and the Southeast Conference over the past uh, 30 years. Uh, with the exception of Louisville, uh, that was in so-called Conference USA, and I believe Marquette when they uh, were a, quote, independent. And you toss in the ACC, of course, with North Carolina and Duke, and uh, that's where these national champions come from. And du- and Florida and UCLA come into the tournament with uh, long winning streaks. Uh, they won their conference tournaments. They each have uh, several ball players that have NBA potential, uh, so I think it's going to be a very entertaining game. 
And uh, I think UCLA may have a little more depth and a little more athleticism at guard, so I'm leaning towards UCLA. But uh, tune into the game. I think it'll be close and exciting. And since we're briefly on the subject of sports, uh, is anybody sick of the Barry Bonds saga? Uh, George Mitchell, who, of course, uh, used to be the majority leader of the Democratic Party uh, back in the uh, late 80s, early 90s, and served on the Iran-Contra Committee and is most famous for uh, dressing down Oliver North. I heard a brilliant satire about George Mitchell. He's been a uh, sort of a master of uh, trades over the years. He's been hired to investigate the steroids thing, and uh, there have been a bunch of complaints about uh, possible conflicts of interest. Uh, I just don't see these. Uh, Mitchell used to be a judge, and he's a very competent man, very thorough. Uh, I don't know what the steroid case is going to uh, lead to. I don't think there's any question that there were a few ball players using steroids. Uh, they've been named. Uh, Brady Anderson, I think, uh, used steroids. His home run total went uh, from 16 to 50 in one year, and he's a kind of a small guy. So steroids have been used in baseball to uh, juice up the home runs. Uh, Barry Bonds would make the Hall of Fame irrespective of his uh, recent uh, prowess in the area of hitting home runs. Uh, if you go back and you look at his career, I mean, the guy's been named MVP of the National League seven times. Of course, some of them have occurred recently, but uh, he's had talent. Uh, I'm a Pirates fan. I remember when he came up as a rookie. Uh, he's one of the best uh, baseball players that's ever played. Uh, and uh, there's no doubt that he used steroids. His body shows it. His home run statistics show it. But uh, barring some strange uh, sort of ex post facto ruling, I don't quite uh, understand what they're going to do about this whole uh, media thon, as uh, Frank Rich would say. So hopefully they can uh, have the investigation, publish the facts, uh, they've got the uh, t testing rules in place already, and uh, maybe we can move on, and maybe the public can rest assured that baseball has, quote, marginally cleaned up its act. Um, it's unfortunate that steroids are used in other sports, uh, but what more needs to be said? Um, let's worry about real problems of the world. And I guess on that note, I'll close my uh, my little sports section on gray matters. Tony Zinni appeared yesterday on Meet the Press, an outstanding uh, performance. I don't watch Meet the Press very uh, very often. Usually I catch it once every three months, and usually I catch it uh, sort of on late night replay. But I uh, caught a little bit of the McCain appearance, uh, which of course proved to be rather dull. But uh, Tony Zinni's performance, he's the former uh, chairman of CENTCOM, I thought was outstanding in terms of what he had to say about what's going wrong in Iraq. I wish I had some of the exact quotes in front of me, but uh, you can probably look up his uh, appearance on some sort of website, Meet the Press, whatever it's called, meetthepress.com. 
com. You know, it's on NBC. It's replayed on MSNBC, etc. But he just had some excellent uh, analysis of uh, the problems uh, with the war in Iraq. Um, so check that out. I know that he called for Rumsfeld's resignation, and uh, he went over in detail the inaccurate, outright lies and falsehoods that uh, George Bush, Condoleezza Rice, and Dick Cheney uh, uttered in selling the war to the public. So do check that out. I wanted to give out a brain damage award to Condoleezza Rice since we're on her. She, of course, appeared uh, in uh, Jack Straw. Used to be a song by the Grateful Dead. Uh, He's the foreign secretary of the British government who continues to uh, belatedly defend the war in Iraq. She went to Blackburn, Lancashire, famous uh, in the John Lennon A Day in the Life about the potholes, 400 holes of Blackburn, Lancashire, something like that. Uh, 400 holes is probably a good metaphor for the war in Iraq. Uh, 400 potholes, indeed. Uh, But Condi Rice was interviewed on the BBC, and at one point she got a little flustered with the uh, interviewer who was confronting her uh, statements from the past regarding uh, the war. And, of course, she went on with this new... uh, well, this old argument that she's she and the Bush administration have been making for literally years now that uh, this is a new war on on you know the war on terrorism is a new war and we can't uh, change the facts and uh, the interviewer interrupted her and she said oh well that's like saying that if if we didn't bother them they wouldn't bother us. And I kind of thought to myself, exactly. Maybe if we didn't bother them, maybe they wouldn't bother us. That, of course, is not a an advocacy for uh, isolationism. It's just an advocacy for common sense. And it explains why the uh, entire war policy of the Bush administration is doomed in the region. It's interesting, of course, that the president is now trying to pick the government of Iraq and Jack Straw and Condi Rice today made a surprise visit to Iraq and uh, demanded that the Iraq government get its act together and form a government. Well, gee, democracy is kind of messy, and I don't think that the Iraq government um, as as such, the unity government that the United States is demanding is uh, even possible. In fact, there was a story over the weekend uh, that I heard on the BBC and read briefly in the New York Times about riots in Turkey involving the Kurds. So, uh, and these, by the way, were characterized as the worst ethnic riots in Turkey in quite a number of years. So uh, maybe we'll actually see this sectarian, the sectarian problems spread to other countries in the region, uh, thereby dooming this. Uh, Ridiculous notion that uh, we're in Iraq now to promote democracy in the region. Today, the Supreme Court in the Padilla case uh, has ruled... Well, this case is is sort of complicated from a legal perspective, but uh, it it had been ordered back to trial. And unfortunately, the Supreme Court 
has decided for the time being anyway that uh, the case uh, is moot and that they're not going to make a ruling on the fundamental constitutional issue here, which is Amendment 6, Amendment 6 of the Bill of Rights. I'm just going to read this because uh, it, is, it, it never ceases to amaze me how the Bush administration has been playing peekaboo with this guy. This guy's a U.S. citizen. I don't know whether he's a terrorist or not, but what I do know is that this man has a right under the United States Constitution to have his day in court. The Bush administration labeled this guy, uh, Jose Padilla, a enemy combatant, claimed that he was part of a big uh, conspiracy to... Uh, produce uh, radioactive, quote-unquote, dirty bombs. This was all used, by the way, to hype up the notion um, that there were these massive threats out there and that Jose Padilla was connected to al-Qaeda and al-Qaeda was working on dirty bombs. I've never actually quite figured out how a former gang member from Chicago could uh, create a dirty bomb. Uh, this guy probably flunked... Uh, geometry and algebra when he was in school um so i mean the the whole concept is on its face absurd and of course the bush administration has made it absurd uh as padilla filed his case to actually hear for the supreme court to hear his uh case regarding the sixth amendment uh demanding a trial, uh, the Bush administration promptly switched his designation and decided to put him in a criminal case and try him under criminal law. By the way, you can only be tried uh, under the United States Constitution, which the Bush administration has uh, really uh, thrown the dirty bomb at, uh, if you're indicted. Um, he hasn't even been indicted yet. I don't even think this guy's even had a hearing. Anyway, uh, the Sixth Amendment, uh, which is basically specifically about uh, criminal issues, I'll just read it, uh, because I hope uh, Antonin Scalia is listening. He's the big advocate of uh, this, this notion that the U.S. Constitution only permits uh, the words that are actually in the document. Of course, Scalia, in this particular case, will undoubtedly figure out a way to side with the Bush administration, uh, in which the Bush administration is allowed to play peekaboo with criminal suspects. And as I say, I don't know whether or not uh, Mr. Padilla, or Padilla, it's a little unclear how his name is pronounced, is a terrorist or exactly who he is. Maybe he's just a confused uh, former gang member from Chicago. Who knows? But anyway, in all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial by an impartial jury of the state and district wherein the crime shall have been committed, which district shall have been previously ascertained by law and to be informed of the nature and cause of the accusation, to be confronted with witnesses against him and to have com a compulsory process for obtaining witnesses in his favor, and to have the assistance of counsel for his defense. This is pretty uh, ambiguous. This is basically the right to a 
public, uh, fair, uh, speedy trial, public trial, uh, the right to an attorney, all of the things that are part of the Bill of Rights, part of the United States Constitution, part of the actual, one of the casualties of uh, Bush's incoherent war on terror, and, of course, they keep playing games with this guy. Maybe he'll finally uh, get a trial. Uh, he, of course, now is not a dirty bomber. Uh, he's now supposedly involved in a conspiracy to commit terrorism. A conspiracy to commit terrorism actually is sort of uh, reminiscent of the entire uh, Bush administration's war in Iraq. Um, hopefully, they'll eventually be tried before the Hague. It's quite interesting that shortly after Milosevic perished uh, in the custody of The Hague, that uh, the Bush administration made uh, immediate demands that Charles Taylor, formerly uh, a warlord um, from Liberia, who of course initiated a incredibly destructive civil war in neighboring Sierra Leone and the Ivory Coast, and is undoubtedly a war criminal. Um, it's interesting that he was uh, removed from power in, a, in essentially a uh, sort of a, a deal that was brokered by the uh, dictator of Nigeria, uh, Basenjo, who what last week was scheduled to meet with Bush here in Washington. Of course, Nigeria is interesting because, uh, as I recall, they are the fifth largest supplier of um, oil to the United States. And they have had rather ongoing and profound ethnic unrest in recent uh, months and years. Interestingly, this has affected the price of oil. Um, there, of course, are religious conflicts in uh, Nigeria between uh, the Christians and the Muslims. There, of course... Uh, you know, rivalries within regions of Nigeria, uh, problems with the government, etc. And uh, Nigeria is just flat out a uh, an, an area that is vulnerable and susceptible to ethnic and religious fighting. I'll just read this uh, report dated uh, March 13th of this past year, just uh, well, literally less than a month ago uh, from the Reuters. And this is not uh, doesn't have a uh, author. It's just a basically a wire service report from Reuters. It says ethnic and religious fighting, land disputes, and conflicts between communities have driven more than three million Nigerians from their homes since the country's uh, return to democracy in 1980, uh, 1999, according to an official report made Monday. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago. The National Commission for Refugees said the problem of internal displacement in Nigeria, Africa's most populous nation, was worsening and appeared to be a permanent feature of the society. Quote, the magnitude, scope, character, and dimension of the internally displaced persons in Nigeria is frightening, the commission said. Then they go on into the details of these uh, regions of Nigeria, the commission said that the problem of displaced people stemmed from three decades of military rule that caused deep but repressed anger within society. The return to civilian rule in 1999 allowed frustrations to surface 
and erupt into conflict. At least 14,000 Nigerians have died in ethnic, religious, or communal fighting since 1999, according to conservative estimates of human rights groups. Well, of course, that's the uh, the problem in Nigeria today uh, and in recent years. But Abbasanjo, of course, is the one that, that sort of brokered this tacit agreement in which Charles Taylor would leave power um, and was basically given um, refuge in uh, Nigeria in exchange for stepping down. Uh, and while it's a, a less than perfect solution, it's interesting that the Bush administration, after the death of Milosevic, would immediately demand that Charles Taylor be arrested and brought before the Hague. Apparently, they, they sort of need a steady flow of designated war criminals uh, before the Hague because uh, people may start wondering why Tony Blair and George Bush aren't before the Hague. Well, so much for Charles Taylor and his uh, subsequent arrest two days later. That, of course... Uh, was was just an interesting uh, example of how uh, uh, the United States' power works in strange ways. Of course, Abbasanjo uh, was scheduled to meet Bush, I think, within 48 hours of uh, his eventual arrest. And, of course, last week Bush was down in uh, Mexico uh, meeting with his uh, neighbors as part of the NAFTA trade, economic discussions, what have you, and of course immigration is uh, was the big story last week with uh, all of the uh, eh, protests here in America, the bills that are pending before Congress, and of course immigration was a convenient uh, subject, you know, to distract the media for a week, uh, didn't allow much... Uh, examination of other issues in the, the real issues in the news because i mean the immigration uh debate bush publicly is, is sort of marginally on the right side of the issue although he's at odds with his party of course james sensenbrenner who uh, i always affectionately like to call mr magoo is the author of this just absolutely absurd criminal bill uh, out of the house judiciary committee that now needs to go to conference. I don't think there's actually been a Senate bill passed by the entire Senate, but the Judiciary uh, Committee's bill last week uh, that's sort of in line with Bush's thinking on immigration and guest workers. Um, I don't know. This this should be a contentious debate and something that obviously is not going to go away. Free Speech News Radio, of course, had a uh, piece uh, just 45 minutes ago or so uh, about, uh, well, it was actually more like an hour and 15 minutes ago. Um, they had a piece about the um, the fact that Taco Bell and McDonald's are involved in a dispute in which uh, farm workers advocates are trying to get Taco Bell, which apparently has agreed to this, to pay one cent more per pound for tomatoes picked. The immigration debate, of course, conveniently ignores all of the really important issues about immigration. Um, you know, it's interesting factually regarding enforcement of the law, the Bush administration 
yet again an example of total incompetence. Uh, I read last year, actually prosecuted a grand total of three people in the United States for employers, that is, businesses, for violating immigration laws. Uh, that is uh, a joke. I mean, that is pathetic. And it is an example of how uh, incompetent the Bush administration is. That's, of course, why they're advocating a guest worker program. The details of the guest worker program still remain sort of sketchy in my book because, let's face it, most of the uh, illegal immigrants that are, that are working in America are working here illegally because of employers. Uh, they're not complying with the law. Uh, the people that are working in construction at these day labor sites are hired uh, on on the spot day by day. They have no real rights. They have no uh, adequate rights. I've even read that uh, if the United if if consumers paid a couple of pennies more in the grocery stores for produce uh, that worker pay at uh, the uh, food picking jobs that are so. Uh, openly discussed about the immigration situation, that their pay could actually be doubled. So it strikes me that there there needs to be some sort of reality check here. There needs to be an examination of what the real issues are, and there needs to be real there need to be real solutions to these problems. Not just endless demagoguery by uh, Mr. Magoo from Wisconsin who who really doesn't have a clue. Uh, he, of course, represents probably a very conservative district in Wisconsin, and he can get away with uh, his demagoguery. Um, Bill Frist, uh, who supposedly is going to run for president, this guy's made so many boneheaded moves as majority leader, I think he should just go back to uh, being a doctor. He is certainly no practicing politician. Uh, maybe he would do the world a big favor by just getting out of politics altogether, and it's my understanding that he is resigning from the Senate to pursue a presidential run. But in the last couple of years, we've seen him make so many incoherent, incompetent moves that we'll just give him a brain damage award for b just being a fool as majority leader. He's, of course, at odds with the Bush administration. He wants to be tough. He thinks that this is a presidential issue that will get him votes, particularly within his religious right base that he's trying to appeal to. He thinks that's the key to getting to the White House, as does apparently John McCain now. And, uh, well, the merry-go-round in Washington continues. So uh, the immigration debate, I mean, just to close that out real quickly, there no, there was no discussion at all of environmental issues uh, related to the Makile Dore plants, related to the ability of, of America to take more people on. There are, you know, it's interesting when you read about Mexico City. Mexico City is the world's biggest megapolis, and it's overpopulated. And the city itself is physically sinking because the water table is creating gaps in the ground, in the structure of the ground that's causing... Mexico City to sink every year. It's astonishing stuff. Um, Twenty years ago, uh, the average woman in Mexico had five children. Um, Mexico is uh, should be a paradise for the right to life movement. They uh, both uh, ban abortion and birth control down there. 
luckily, uh, Mexican women have sort of reduced their fertility rates, uh, you know, by a significant factor. They're only averaging about three children per person. But the poverty and the explosive population growth in Mexico has become America's problem, and uh, there really are no rational solutions. As for this ridiculous amnesty word that's being thrown around by the critics of the so-called Kennedy-McCain bill uh, before the Judiciary Committee that was passed uh, in the committee last week and is now moving on to the Senate, there is no amnesty program. There are actually fairly tough rules in there for these folks to become citizens. They have to get in line behind people that are already in line that have applied for citizenship. The only amnesty that's going on is the Bush administration's enforcement of immigration laws. Uh, the, the corporations and the businesses and the independent contractors have amnesty. Uh, they're free to break the law without any fear of prosecution or enforcement of the law. So it's a lot of demagoguery, a lot of uh, words being thrown around with no uh, real analysis of the entire problem in toto. I personally believe that the abortion and uh, environmental issues need to be discussed openly about the entire immigration debate. Um, America should have a certain amount of immigration every year. It should be legal and it should be controlled. Um, but obviously that's not happening. And as for Mr. Reagan's uh, amnesty program, uh, Back uh, 20 years ago, we've seen that that is yet an, another example of the failure of the Bush-Reagan era to uh, sensibly uh, deal with issues. It's almost uh, 7 p.m. keep getting thrown off uh, because of daylight savings. I always uh, think daylight savings is one of my favorite holidays. It's not a holiday. The hash bash is not a holiday, but maybe it should be because it always coincides with daylight savings. And while some people lose an hour of sleep, I say, hey, we gain an hour of sunshine. I'll gladly trade one day of, of lost sleep for 190 or to 250 days of uh, extra sunshine in the afternoon. Um, so hooray. Um, interestingly, by the way, real quickly, and I'm going to talk about this next week, uh, Yazoo City Calling should be coming up momentarily down here on WCBN, FM, Ann Arbor. I just finished a book uh, called Truth and Duty, The Press, The President, and the Privilege of Power by Mary Mapes. Mary Mapes was the producer of the 60 Minutes 2 um, piece about George Bush and the uh, National Guard um, Service. And this is an interesting book. She, of course, was eventually fired by CBS. She was sort of uh, the scapegoat in the scandal. And she gives her perspective on the scandal. It's basically a memoir. It's not uh, footnoted uh, as a book. But it's got her perspective on what actually happened in the uh, George Bush um, memo Dan Rathergate, as they were calling it uh, back in 2004. And it's got some very interesting factual information about how uh, these things actually work. 
the blogosphere uh, rears its ugly head in this story, and I, I'll just quickly close mentioning and giving the right-wing blogosphere a brain damage award. It was interesting last week, as soon as Jill Carroll was released, this video surfaced uh, in which she denounced the war in Iraq, and of course uh, it's any reasonable person would know that she uh, gave the video under uh, duress and under coercive conditions. And of course the blogosphere, right-wing blogosphere,